Welcome back to just another fantasy football podcast. Week one is in the books. This is what we're here for. And today, like every week, we are going to go through every single game, talk about what we've learned, and do a little buy, sell, or hold with our kind of reactions to what the players looked like now that we're actually watching them play real games on a real field with real opponents. So our structures of the podcast is kind of going to be like us going through game by game, talking about what we learned, and then at the end of every episode, because we're going to be doing this on Monday nights during Monday Night Football, we will talk about our five favorite waiver ads of the week. And then throughout the week, we're going to be answering your start-sit questions on Twitter, so you can get all of our information there. At just another FFP is where you can hit us up with any start sit question. Give us as much information as you can, league settings, um, who you have on your team, everything we can use to give you the best advice that we can. So, Aaron, why don't you start taking us through each game of Week One? So Thursday we had the fireworks that were the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, everyone that was a fantasy worthy add with the exception of like Zeke Elliott and like maybe Rojo and and Fournette and Evans pretty much went ballistic so I mean you have your pick of the litter in this matchup if you started anyone but those three or four guys you pretty much ended up with 20 plus points yeah I mean I think that to me the reaction is both of these offenses are going to be nasty Dallas's defense really sucks and I think the Bucks rush defense is good Pass defense maybe is pretty bad. That's kind of my reactions and what I've learned. And also that with the Bucks, the targets are not going to be concentrated. Like this week, it was a lot of Gronk, a lot of AB, a lot of Godwin. Next week, it could be a lot of Evans and a lot of OJ Howard for all I know. I mean, I think that it's going to be spread around. I do think that you're going to have to start them all every week. I think Gronk's probably a tight end one. Um, I'll sell him if somebody's buying because by a tight end one, I think he's like 12. I don't think he's like tight end five. I'm definitely buying AB. I'm buying the hype on that. I'm buying Evans. This is what he does. One crappy week, one good week. I'm buying Godwin. I'm buying Brady. I'm selling Fournette. I'm selling Rojo. Another thing I learned, this was going to be a straight up split backfield. And now it looks like more Fournette, but both of them look pretty terrible so my rojo bold take looks like a terrible one after week one um what do you think about the bucks offense who you buying who you selling what'd you learn yeah i mean pretty much right in line with you all the running backs i wasn't touching them going into the season still not touching them now even more so uh i do think with the wide receivers like you were saying it is i, I do think brady is able to support you know three obviously really good top tier weapons there um, you could see four of them have like a decent week or like three of them have like a really great week like you saw this one. But it's, it's just roulette of like who's going to be the odd one out or the odd two out. And you're going to have, like you're saying, you're going to have to play them all every week. And, you know, you could end up with 25 points like Godwin did or you could end up with a three that Evans did. Um, but, I mean, that's a good – I mean, of the problems to have in fantasy football, that's one of the least to worry about, I would say. Um, on the Cowboys side – um, I'm still buying Zeke. I know he looked absolutely bad. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think he looked really bad. The stat line, I don't think he looked that bad. The stat line was bad, saying. and obviously it was against the league. I don't like, think he looked that top, bad. Like defensive line, so I'm not worried about Zeke yet. Um, so if anyone's trying to sell him, I would scoop him up. We we knew Ceedee Lamb was going to be good. I was coming around to Amari Cooper a little bit too late, but I mean Amari Cooper was still going to be good. We knew that. Gallup with the injury with Gallup, it's interesting to to watch here. Uh, Cedric Wilson might slot in there as the wide receiver three for that team. Which, what you're saying, if if Dallas's defense is going to be this bad, um, you could see this a similar thing to the Bucks, where you know, Dak's going to be supporting Lamb Cooper, plus a maybe a Wilson and maybe one of the, even the tight ends gets involved a little bit, and you might get you know one of those third or fourth in line targets guys like like Schultz or or uh Wilson or Jarwin one of those guys might end up having a great week so um for a back end and- I think before the Gallup injury I was gonna say sell Cooper um I think he's good but I don't think he's like a top five wide receiver and I think there are people that are going to say that after this game I would have tried to sell high on him personally 
That's what I would have done. But not anymore. Now I'm just holding him. I'm not buying him at this price. Absolutely not. I'm holding. I'm still buying CeeDee Lamb. I'm buying Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm just holding on Dak, too, because I can't imagine they're going to throw this much. Um, and he's still getting MRIs every week. They which is to. They do not. They're going to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. That's why I'm buying Zeke. Um, and I'm still in on this offense as a whole. All right, let's get to the next game. All right, next game we have here is Vikings versus the Bengals. Uh, Bengals won in overtime. This is a heartbreaker uh, for me watching this. Um, I'm holding Joe Burrow. I, I didn't see it. I mean, his stat lines looks good, um, but I didn't see enough to, you know, push all the chips in, so so to speak. So holding there, he's fine, about, about as expected. Joe Mixon is going to feast. Um, 29 carries, that's insane. Um, Bengals' offense might not be the greatest offense because he had 29 carries for 127 yards. It's not the most efficient stat line, but he's going to feast. Jamar Chase looked awesome. T. Higgins. I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are going to uh, be the main focus of that passing game. I think Tyler Boyd might get a little bit inched out. It wouldn't really make much sense. Maybe that's just a, a small sample size. But I think um, that Joe Burrow's fine. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I'm buying Jamar Chase. I have him in a lot of places, um, including my big league. I'm trusting him now. I benched him in half the leagues um, for guys I quote-unquote trusted more. I'm trusting him now. I'm playing him every week. Um, Joe Mixon, I'm absolutely selling. I think a common theme throughout the offseason, throughout um, – the preseason, what I saw, is one of the worst defenses in the league in Minnesota. Now, I will say, I ended up, I think, with Joe Mixon like 18 or 19 overall in my running back rankings when we locked him in or whatever before the game started. I still think that's where I have him. I think most people have him as a top 10 running back right now, and if I could sell him, I think you could sell Joe Mixon for Zeke Plus, and I would do that all day long, sell Joe, Joe Mixon for Zeke Plus, and see what I can get from that. I think Higgins is fine. I don't think he's a superstar. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 wide receiver. I think this offense, though, is, is looking good. And I, I wouldn't mind having a piece of this offense all day. Jumping over to the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, 350 yards and two touchdowns. I wouldn't expect that every week. Dalvin got his 20 carries. He also got six catches. Love to see that. 100 total yards, a touchdown. He's a locked in stud. I think Jefferson is fine. I don't think anything's really changed with him. Thielen, I think he's fine. I think he's going to have games like this, but I would absolutely sell off of this performance, and I actually may sell him in a league this week. I'm already talking trades with people about him because I just don't think he's going to have a superstar year. I think this was a hot start. I also think the Bengals' defense is terrible, and I think you got to pick your spots when somebody blows up. If you can sell them really high, I wouldn't mind you know, selling. If I can get like Thielen for Lamb or something like that, I'm doing it. Yeah, um, Dalvin Cook, obviously on the Viking side, Dalvin Cook is the guy to have. Um, I've already belabored the point about Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to be a top 12, top 15 quarterback um, just because of the weapons he has. And um, I think Jefferson and Thielen, I think they would, they'd probably end the season on st on similar stat lines. I think they're, they'll be closer than uh, where they were drafted. So if you wanted to step down from Jefferson to Thielen plus – or something like that. I mean, maybe not after week one now that Thielen had the two touchdowns, basically. That was the only really difference between them. Um, but um, the Vikings are about what we thought they were. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. That's pretty much the only relevant All right. What's the next uh, game? fantasy pieces on their side. Next game, we have the Eagles and the Falcons. So the Eagles actually ended up putting uh, SmackDown on the Falcons um, it seemed uh, I, the biggest takeaway for me on this matchup is the Falcons defense, as always, is absolutely garbage. Um, you would think that 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 would elevate, you know, the likes of Ridley Pitts and and Ryan, but none of them had good games either. So um, this one's tough to get a read on. I don't know. I don't think the Eagles defense is that great either. So um, 
I'm not really sure what to do with the Falcons other than knowing that their defense is really so, bad. So, yeah, I, I think the Falcons' defense is terrible, but I also thought the, F- the Eagles' defense was terrible, so I played a bunch of Falcons. I am so scared of Matt Ryan. I'm dropping him in leagues, picking up guys like Jameis Winston and you know other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts is available in some leagues. Trevor Lawrence is available, and so I'm picking up – a lot of other quarterbacks and getting rid of Matt Ryan. Mike Davis, sell him if anybody believes this is just a one-day fluke. Um, I, I think you've got to hold Ridley and Pitts. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I am tr- going to get away from this Falcons offense. If I can't, I'm sure they're going to have huge, huge weeks. So I'm not overreacting and acting like they're going to be, you know, the Texans, although the Texans had a blow-up week. But I, I don't think they're going to be a terrible offense. Um, but I'm getting away from Matt Ryan and Mike Davis if I can. And the main reason is because I don't really think they're that good anymore. Um, that's why I want to get away from them, not because, you know, this game changed everything. But it did change the way I feel about Jalen Hurts. He looked good. He's got a little Dak Prescott in him where he's more accurate than I ever thought he could be watching him in college. I was out on Dak. I was out on Jalen Hurts because I thought they were so inaccurate in college. And I'm just like, it's even harder in the NFL. But both of them seem to be making strides. So I'm I'm open to Jalen Hurts. I'm not in on him yet, but I am open to it. I know you're more in on him. I mean, 325 total yards is always good uh, and three touchdowns. Also, a guy I never really wavered on. I had him in the teens always, Miles Sanders. I felt like he was a Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon type of running back, and I think he showed that he is. Over 100 total yards, four catches, 19 touches, which is good. He didn't score, but he set up um, uh, Gainwell's touchdown run late. Um, I think Miles Sanders, I'm in on him. I'm in on Devonta Smith. I'd probably, I mean, Rieger, if somebody wants to to buy him from me, I'll I'll sell him. Um, Goddard, I'm just going to hold because he's a tight end and I think he's playable and good, but you know, he's not a superstar, but that's kind of where I'm at on them. I love Miles Sanders still. I'm glad he looked good. I don't want anything to do with Gainwell. Um, and I'm coming around on hurt. So what'd you learn about Philadelphia? Yeah. For everyone on Philadelphia, I think I'm, I'm pretty much holding where they're at. You know, this, this game kind of showed lined up with where I, I kind of had some of these guys going into the season. So nothing really changed for me after this. Um, Goddard caught the touchdown and Rager caught the touchdown. That's what kind of made their stat line. So a um, little hesitant on them. But Devonta Smith looked good. He had the, he led the league in or led the team in receiving yards and caught a dirty touchdown. So um, the biggest pieces, which are Smith, Sanders, and Hertz, you know, I'm I'm standing pat with them. They put up a good good performance. And like you were saying with the Falcons, I'm terrified of every Falcon. They're they're gonna have their blow up weeks. They're gonna have their shootouts where where they get in. But if it. anybody wants to buy but, them, um, quote unquote, buy them low from yeah. me, I'm selling. Yeah. All right. What's the so next the one? The next matchup we have is the Steelers and the Bills. This was a boring game, which didn't really seem like a lot was happening until like the second half. So, um. Uh. I don't want to touch Ben Roethlisberger. Najee Harris will get the workload, so I'll, I'll still, I'll still hold on to and buy Najee Harris. Um, it is a little concerning though with their line, and then the wide receivers. None of them really separate each other, so I mean, I'll still be taking the the cheapest one of the three. Um, See, I but think nothing really. To- I think I learned that Deontay Johnson's the clear number one. That's who I'd be targeting. That's who I'd be trying to buy. 10 targets. He caught the touchdown. He was working the defense. Um, that That's who I would buy. I don't want anything to do with Claypool. Juju's fine. I think he's fine. He got eight targets, 452. He's not going to be a superstar, but he's going to be a guy I'd play every week as a wide receiver, two or three, and be fine with it. I am absolutely all in buying Najee Harris. I'm hearing other podcasts slander him and say, maybe he's not that good. He was on the field 100% of the time and didn't do much with it. I'm buying that all day in this offense. I think I'm scared of Ben as in the overall offense as a whole, but I am buying Deontay and I'm absolutely all over buying Najee Harris because I think the Steelers are good. Like I think the Bills are really good. Steelers defense is good. And I think they're going to be grinding away teams to dust in some games and he's going to break some runs. He's good at catching the ball. I'm in on Najee Harris. He also got three targets, which is good. The Bills, I'm not worried about it. I I'm fine with their offense. I'm still in on on Josh Allen. I'm holding, holding Diggs, selling Beasley if anybody wants to buy eight for sixty. Um, I don't like playing guys like that. I'm also selling Singletary if anybody thinks he's a real running back that you can feel comfortable starting every week. But as a whole, Diggs and Allen, I'm all in. I'll, I'll buy if anybody's selling. 
Yeah, same with the Bills. Um, Allen and Diggs being the biggest assets. Um, it's the Steelers' defense, so I'm not going to put too much weight into this performance. So um, I think there's better days ahead, obviously, as we saw last year between those two. Not touching any of the running backs. Uh, as for the wide receiver, two in Buffalo, whether it's Beasley, Sanders, Gabe, um, I'd still take my shot with Gabe. I know that doesn't look good in the box score, but Gabe's my boy, so um, I'd still take that upside over Beasley and Sanders. But um, Steelers defense, I'll, I'll give them a free pass for week one. All right, what's the next one? Next, we have the 49ers and the Lions. This one got interesting. Um, are you buying into Goff's stat line? I, I watched this, unfortunately, for Jared, Jared Goff. I watched this game. He's terrible. Like, if guys are open, um, he'll hit them if he's got time and perfect protection. But I don't think his guys are going to be open very often. I don't think the running backs are going to catch 16 balls every week. I'm in on Hawkinson all day. I'll hold him. Probably not going to pay a lot for him. I'm selling both running backs because I think this could very easily be their peak game. Um, I, I just think this team could look much, much worse other weeks. Now, we talked about the fact that maybe this offense isn't as bad as everybody's saying. We'll buy a little bit of it, so we look good there. But in reality, since they've had a blow-up week, I'm selling most of them, including Goff. I think they could be fine, and I think they'll have fine weeks. But I think Swift is a running back two, like around 20, which is where I had him ranked. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 running back like he looked like this week. The stupid reports, like – why do you want to deal with that with your bell cow running back one too? Like, are they going to still, and he yeah, did, that was dumb. but he did legit split. Like if they're, and, and it worked quote unquote, cause they scored a lot of points. So are they just going to continue to split between him and Jamal Williams? Like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Are you buying the lions offense? I mean, I'm not buying any of these guys per se. I do like Swift fair enough. Um, I do think maybe Swift was getting eased back in, uh, from an injury, just like we can talk about, um, Ayuk on the on the other side of the ball here, uh, but I'll finish Detroit here. Um, Hawkinson I think is going to lead the team in targets. Obviously that's that's what's been going off all off season. So I'd buy Hawkinson. I'd still take Swift and I'd take like Jamal Williams as like a high end handcuff. But like I'm not putting him. I'm not banking on him to put up you know 20 points every week like he did this week. Um, I'm not touching probably any re- wide receiver on the Lions and Goff. I think. If you're in a two-quarterback league, I think he's maybe like fine as a second quarterback. I think he'll get a lot of garbage time, and and sometimes that's valuable in some two-quarterback leagues if you're thin or yeah. I or mean, obviously, you just need one for cheap. You're not going to say no to any quarterback in a two-quarterback league or superflex league, but I would not feel confident with Goff. Like he would be no. right around quarterback thirty for me. He's not quarterback twenty for me. Like there's 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 25 quarterbacks I'd rather have than Jared Goff, including Derek Carr, who's playing right now. He's just better. Like he may not put up big numbers, he may not have his quote unquote high powered offense, but I think they were down like three touchdowns with two minutes left. So most of this came in like serious garbage time. So I, I just I'm not buying it, and I'm not buying the 49ers of having like a high powered passing offense of 315 yards. I don't know what to do with the running backs. We can probably save a lot of that for waivers. Um, Mostert's on IR, so he's done. Trey Sermon's dead. I mean, it's just such a weird thing that we're not going to know what's going to happen. I bet bet Sermon's active next week. I hope so, but are are you going to trust him and play him? Because I'm not. No, but at least he'd be active. Yeah. Uh, And then I feel like I'm taking my first victory lap of the year with Debo Samuel, who was my boy all year. I didn't have him high enough for how much I loved him because I let other people talk me out of it. Ayuk with a big donut, (laughs) goose egg loser. And Debo's a stud, like I've always thought. And he was just injured last year. Nine for 189 and a touchdown is gross. One 79-yard bomb play. If you take that away, fine. He's still 110 and a touch. So no matter how you cut it, 12 targets. He's Jimmy G's favorite target. So I think while he's in there – He's a smash lock play every week. I'm probably not buying him at this price, but I'm not selling him. George Kittle was good. You know, he's just a hold. Jimmy, if anybody wants him, I'll sell him, as I'm sure you would too in our in our Superflex League. For sure, yeah. Um, Jimmy G falls in line with Goff. Um, the, the running back's going forward. We'll get to that probably more in waivers, but um, st- still a mess. I do think Ayuk was a little bit of Ayuk's thing was just not 
being fully healthy too, and maybe Shanahan spin spinning it or the reporter whoever spun it that way or whatever. Um, because I mean, he's had he had more targets as a rookie than Trent Sherfield's had in his whole career. So, I mean, that was just last year under the same coach, everything. So, I mean, I think Shanahan likes Ayuk fair enough, but I think maybe it was just a cake. They thought it was a cake matchup, and I mean, it proved to be most of the game. And maybe they just didn't need to him to no, re-aggravate no. it or whatever. So I think Shanahan has come out and doubled down that Ayuk needs to learn how to be a pro. Like after the game, it just keeps getting worse for him. Like I don't think Shanahan likes right. him. I think he's gonna punish him. I, I'm selling Ayuk. If anybody's buying, I'm selling him. I'm selling him low. I think in most leagues, if they're shallow, he's a cut. Like yeah, I'll, I'll talk about some receivers. I would cut Brandon Ayuk to pick up in the waiver section. All right, so yeah, just Debo and Kittle then for their uh, receivers. It's probably all I really want from this team, unless the running back picture gets a lot more uh, clearer in the coming weeks. Uh, the next game we got is the Cardinals and the Titans. Um, Kyler Murray went absolutely bonkers in this game. Okay, here's a question um, for you. Who would you take rest of season, Kyler Murray or Josh Allen? That's a good one. Probably Kyler Murray. Yeah, me too. But you were lower on Kyler. I had him like three and Josh Allen too. So to me, it's like barely a flip. But I, I think yeah. I would take Kyler. I, mean, I think he's got the huge upside. He showed it. This offense looks better. He has better weapons than Josh Allen does. Um, and I think, I mean, I don't know if they have a worse defense. I guess the defense looked pretty good. So I think we're all in on Kyler. We think he's a stud. Um, I think Nuke is a stud. There's no no doubt there. But here's the next question. What are you doing with these running backs, and what do you think about them? And then non-DeAndre Hopkins, Cardinals wide receivers, give us your takes there. What would you see? What would you learn? Running back-wise, I'd still rather have Chase Edmonds. I think James Conner looked like he was running in Quicksand. concrete. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, But he is he the goal line back. I, mean, I really think he's the goal line yeah. back, though. That's the sad part for Edmonds. Edmonds definitely yeah, but Kyler in PPR. can run it in, too. Edmonds definitely I mean, in PPR, but I think in, like, I mean, I don't know how many standard scoring leagues there are. I think they're a little bit closer than we'd like to admit. Uh, and then non-Hopkins wide receivers, um, Rondale Moore. Uh, I think I'm, Christian I don't Kirk has that. Chris- I don't want any of them because I think any of them could have the Christian Kirk week and any of them could have the right. – Two for 25 that A.J. Green have. A.J. Well, Green actually looked good running routes to me. Like, he looked like he's going to be a good NFL player for them. But, like, I, I don't want any of these wide receivers not named Nuke. I mean, Christian Kirk's two touchdowns came because he was completely wide open. So, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen And amazing week. throws, so, dude. Um, Those throws were so gross. Yeah. One of them was they a sweet gross. catch, dude, over the shoulder. That's a hard catch running full speed. Yeah. But I agree. I don't want I'm, – I'm selling Kirk if anybody's buying um, all right, I, and I don't really think I learned anything from Tennessee. Um, I, I'm just going to. I think chalk- their defense is really bad. Yeah. I think I'd probably play anyone uh, like between the Falcons and the Titans. Like I'd probably confidently play anyone playing those two teams. So, well, does that two, make you least. scared about Derrick Henry? Then are they always going to be behind and you know be dealing with that crap? Uh, I mean, we've seen the Derrick Henry scenario play out over the better part of two years yeah i mean he's been fine it's not a game script thing it's kind of just like the uh, identity of the team at some point i don't know how julio coming in has affected that i don't know if there's it's just it was just a bad week julio did not well but when chester when chester rogers is leading your team in receiving when you have uh aj brown and julio jones and spent all off season talking about who's going to stop this offense um (laughs) yeah it's not a great not, not a great look. Not great. Um, I Tannehill is another quarterback I I would consider cutting for a guy I think had more upside. Um, I, I really would consider it, but it would depend on who's out there on your waiver wire because he looked bad too, and I think Julio looked bad. AJ Brown's fine; he still looked good. I think Derrick Henry's still a hold, but overall, yeah, I don't think I learned. Yeah, a I ton. think their whole team's a hold. I, you've seen you've seen better games from yeah. everyone on there. So with a small sample size, I would say hold on everyone on the Titans, but it's not. Not a good taste in your mouth. All right. Who's next? Next matchup, we have the Colts and the Seahawks. Surprise. Uh, Russ Russell is Wilson's still good. good. <laughs> top top five quarterback um, every year. Perennially underrated. 
Um, on 18 completions, too. He's disgusting. Four. That's nuts. Yeah, and DK Metcalf um, and Tyler Lockett went off concentrated targets, which is good. I, I mean, if you want to take a Tyler Lockett victory lap, that's fine. Well, take five it. targets each. Five yeah. targets each. Imagine if they had 10. Yeah, but, but this happens a lot. This is how they want to win. Carson had 16 rushes yeah. for 91 yards. Stud. Locked in. Love where yeah. we got him in that dynasty league. He's the perfect running back to just get you 10 points every week. He had 25 receiving yards, too. The big question for me, okay, these guys are all studs, whatever. The defense looked pretty good. Fine. Our boy, young Gerald, caught the touchdown pass. But did it not seem to you like Will yeah. Disley was the tight end one on the team? Because it did to me watching the game. Yeah, I mean, I I was watching on Red Zone, so I, I, I caught a few. I didn't watch the entire game in its entirety, but I did notice that Disley was in there a lot. And I think I said in our group t- our group text, like, why is he still a thing? Um, I want to love Everett, and he did, and like he did catch a t- touchdown, so I guess he's gonna have a better fantasy day. But uh, Disley was still a thing. Disley was still heavily involved. Was playing a lot of snaps. I haven't seen the snap numbers on that yet, but. Um, I don't think either of them will be a consistent factor. I think it's concentrated on Lockett and Metcalf in the passing game. I think you'll see one of them every now and then catch a touchdown, maybe one of these backup wide receivers like Eskridge. So, I mean, fantasy-wise, I'm good with Lockett and Metcalf. I'm good with Carson. I'm good with Russ. Outside of that, probably not touching anyone. If you're streaming tight ends, I might stream Everett, but not touching Disley. Um, There's no upside in that, in my opinion. I actually think we learned a lot more from the Colts. And I think what I learned is I don't really want anybody in this offense except Jonathan Taylor. Um, And and even that is not like I'm not – I don't think he's like a top five running back. I think he's like, you know, in the 12 range as far as running backs go. uh, Wentz looks pretty immobile. He doesn't look like he's throwing darts out there. He doesn't look great. The offensive line doesn't look great. Um, Taylor's going to get a ton of work. And I hate the fact – that half of Wentz's targets went to running backs. Like, that is not a good yeah, sign to me. I was going to say that. That is not a good sign to me, that those are your two leading receivers. And, I I mean, I want to be a Michael Pittman fan, but as uh, for the time being, they're going to have to show me, like, two or three weeks in a row that they can be a high-powered offense. Um, what do you think? And, and specifically, what do you think about Zach Pascal? And, and, I mean, Hines, good for him. You know, he had a 70 yards or whatever, and that, that's good. He had his six catches. He's looking playable. If This is what they're going to be dump off city, but, like, that's gross for the offense. Uh, what do you think about the receiving game, and specifically Zach Pascal? Are you buying that? I'm not. I mean, I'm buying it for, like, a bench piece and, like, a redraft or a back of the back of the bench in Dynasty. Um He's not sexy, but I do think the Colts like him more than fantasy players do. He's been relevant. He was relevant for at, at times last season. Um, and with T.Y. Hilton being out, um, it's basically him, Pittman, and Campbell. So uh, still pretty ambiguous there. There's no like clear-cut guy. As much as we want to like Pittman and Campbell because they're younger and, and – um, more attractive pieces, um, I think Pascal's going to be relevant. So, I mean, I'd probably lump him and Pittman together. Pascal caught the two touchdowns, but I, I'd probably say they they both have the same opportunities to put up a good stat line, to be the lead the team in receiving. But, like, you would buy that. You would want to start that. You would want to start the number one wide receiver on this team. Okay. No, I wouldn't start. I, I, just, I said in the beginning, I'd, I'd, I'd add him as, like, a bench piece. I mean, if I had a uh, Sony Michelle on my bench, who rushed for two yards, <laughs> and like, and I needed a wide receiver. Then like, then maybe imagine, I'd add him. I'm just out of curiosity, and maybe cut him next week. If you I don't made know. That Sony Michelle and Gus Edwards trade for Kittle or whatever you were trying to do, like, yeah, whatever. Waller, Chargers, and football team. Yeah. All right. So Chargers offense looked great. Um, Herbert was slinging it around. He looked great. I, I saw some people throwing slander his way. Totally disagree with that. Here are the main questions, okay? Eckler is the clear running back one. Um, it seems like Roundtree is the clear running back two, but I don't think either of us have any interest in picking him up. Keenan Allen, stud, like always. We knew it. We have him everywhere. The real two questions for this offense that I want you to answer are number one, Mike Williams, you buying or selling that? And number two, would you sell Eckler because he literally had zero targets and I think 50 yards and a touchdown for him, if that's a good game for him, I want nothing to do with him, and I think I'm selling Eckler. What are you doing with Eckler and Mike Williams? Buying Mike Williams, we've been saying it all offseason. Yeah, um, If healthy, him. I think the target 
target ladder is him and Keenan, maybe a little bit of Cook. Um, so it's pretty concentrated there. I love to see our there. boy Jared Cook. Don't you love that? Eight targets, yeah. five catches, 56 yards. Like nobody was drafting him. And we were like, I don't know. I think he could be a guy worth owning. Yeah. So what do you think about Eckler? Eckler, I, I didn't have him as high as everyone else has probably had him. I don't think you did either. Like neither of us had him that high. Um, so I would probably sell him regardless. I do think Roundtree is the RB2 because the other two, Kelly and Jackson, like didn't even play a snap so um there's that uh what about the football team side so the, the football team uh gibson i am I'm, I'm buying all day a guy that gets 20 carries and three catches you like him so i'm pretty sure you're buying as well so give me your answer on that and then number two whatever bet we made on fitzpatrick where i said he was either gonna get hurt <laughs> or benched I, I won that bet poor guy i don't want to take a victory lap on his grave but um sad to see but do it for the pod um, how do you think Taylor Heineke, who I think looked fine, how do you think he affects their passing game? What are you doing with Thomas and McLaurin? Um, and then that's pretty much it. How do you feel about this passing game, and are you buying Gibson? McKissick, I think, had one target or something, right? I and mean, that was crazy. Yeah, I'd buy Gibson. Uh, he didn't show me anything to be scared of, so I'm, I'm standing pat with him. he's getting the work. He fumbled, yeah. but he's getting the work. I didn't. I, going into the season, didn't have him as high as everyone else did, but I still like him fair enough, so nothing, nothing to worry about there. I think Heineke, it's hard to say this when he's replacing Fitzpatrick, but I think Heineke's more of a risk taker. I mean, because like when you're a back of a ro- back of a roster guy or a backup quarterback, you just want to come in and you want to like, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain, you know? He came in that Bucks game last, last year in the playoffs and like, you know, lit it up. He was, he looked good in that game. And I think he's fine. I think, I don't think he's that big of a downgrade, honestly, so... Yeah, um, I mean, I he came in, and I think him Terry Terry caught that big pass from him, and then um, he he threw the touchdown to Logan Thomas. So I don't think he's that big of a big of a drop off. If you, anything, would he's you pick more him up in leagues? He, I'd definitely pick him up in two quarterback leagues. I wouldn't yeah. play him in like one quarterback uh, redraft leagues. No. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, what's the next one? Uh, next game: Jets and Panthers. So Zach Wilson's rookie debut. Looked a little shaky again, in the beginning, but people trashing him. I thought he looked fine. I mean, yeah, his first game, his team sucks. We all knew they were going to suck. They have literally no running game. So that's the first question: Is there anybody you want in this running game? Is question number one. Question number two: How high do you have Corey Davis? Are you buying that? I think Zach Wilson looked fine. Yeah, Zach I'm Wilson holding, ended up looking. In Dynasty. Ended up looking fine. I do not want any of these running backs. I said going Me into the season, I'll take the cheapest one and. I did that in a few leagues, and I'm glad I did because now I can just cut them and don't have to worry about you know it being um, uh, Michael Carter where I like I'm spent like decent draft capital on him or whatever. So I can cut ties with the running backs and be done. And then Corey Davis, I am buying that. Um, he did get two touchdowns. I don't think he's gonna get two. Obviously, he's not gonna get two touchdowns every week, but I do think he's gonna be a target hog in this offense for whatever that's worth. Yeah, uh, whether I'm they put up 14 too. games, I think he's just gonna get peppered with targets. So. Uh, how are you cutting Elijah Moore? Because I'm pretty worried. I don't think I don't know if I'm going to cut him yet in redraft, but I'm pretty worried. Um, he was like uninvolved. In, in redraft, in redraft, maybe I'd cut him and then maybe pick him up in another two or three weeks. See what see what else. Uh, after one game, it's hard to say, but see what yeah. you know plays out over the next couple of weeks and maybe add him back. Um, but then you're taking that chance that if he blows up, you're you're competing with people on him. So. Um, just wherever you feel on that, I might I might hold him because I do think he's the t- he's the clear cut two there. Didn't have a great game, but I'd I'd probably either hold him or cut him and add him back in a week or two. All right, and then over to the Panthers. McCaffrey's a cheat code. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. For real. Um, the main questions here. By the way, nobody else got a carry. No other running backs. Um, what are you doing with Sam Darnold? Who I think looked fine. I feel like we're kind of higher than the industry on Sam Darnold as a football player. Um, what do you feel about him? And then DJ Moore, you buy and selling holding there. And then I want to take a victory lap for the pod for Dirty Rob, who had three targets and one catch. Okay, that's uninvolved. That's not a top 24 wide receiver where everybody else has him. I don't care that it happened to be a 57-yard touchdown, so they're going to act like they were right. That is not the kind of player I buy in Dynasty or, I mean, in Fantasy. I am selling Robbie Anderson I don't think he's nearly as involved as other people think he's going to be in this offense. And in case you can't tell, that means I'm buying DJ Moore. 
Didn't DJ Moore get hurt, or did he end up playing the whole game? I saw. No, he was fine. Something. He came back. He okay. was fine. Yeah, he yeah was he's fine. fine. I think DJ Moore is the one. I do. I mean, Marshall ended up getting six targets. So I mean, maybe right. you can make the point that he's more involved than uh, Anderson. It is one game, so we're not overreacting. Um, we already had Anderson there. That's what I'm saying. I just feel right. like we were right about Anderson not being yeah. as involved as, as far as week he was one goes. As far as week one goes, we were correct. Um, I mean, it sucks that it was a big touchdown, but. Um, yeah, I don't want the guy that catches one ball because the odds of that being a, t- a 57 yard touchdown are slim to nothing. That's how you win fantasy, is you uh, sell Sam, that. Yeah. So Sam Darnold, eh, I'd have him as a second quarterback in a two QB league, and I probably wouldn't have him in redraft to be. They're not someone that's going to be that light. They're not going to light it up. I don't think he's a, but, he's, a, he's a super flex guy. Yeah. I'll, I would take him over Goff. Who would you take, him or Goff? Probably, probably Darnold. Yeah, I definitely. They have a better chance of lighting it up in like a normal matchup. Yeah. yeah, I think this offense He's, is good, man. They've got a lot of good pieces. Okay, and the next one we got is this a shocker here: the Texans versus the Jags. So, Urban Meyer gets quick. his. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one gonna be quick. I don't want anybody on any of these teams. I I think James Robinson. I'm selling him if anybody's willing to buy that. This is a one game fluke. I'm not buying Chark. I'm not buying Marvin Jones. I think all of these guys are like the if you want a boomer bust, Deontay Harris, Hollywood Brown type of guy, then you start Marvin Jones or DJ Chark, but you have no idea what's actually going to happen. No, I don't want any of the Texans, really. Um, so talk about, is there, I mean, Brandon Cooks, I guess, seven targets, 130 yards. That's fun. That's his upside. That's what he can do. If there's one guy I'm going to own on either team, I think it's Brandon Cooks. I mean, James Robinson probably is really the guy, but I don't have him as high as everybody else does after this game. Um, but I think it's Cooks, James Robinson, Trevor in a two QB league. I'm not touching Tyrod. Um, and then Mark Ingram's probably going to show up in the waiver portion of the show. But just give your overall thoughts. Is there anybody you really care about in this game that you're targeting or buying or selling or anything like that? Probably only Trevor Lawrence just because the Jaguars defense uh, He looks is, shaky to me. He looks shaky. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it's all about opportunity, right? So, I mean – I I started him in our auction league, and I thought I I was concerned. He threw three picks, and he was shaky. But I mean, if they're gonna be getting blown out by the Texans, like imagine when they play, he's gonna be throwing the ball. He's gonna be like rookie Burrow, where like Burrow's throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. Whereas like, yeah, he might throw a pick or two here and there, but he's gonna end the game with three hundred fifty yards and maybe three touchdowns and get and get some garbage points. So I mean, it's not. It's not like you're, you know, starting Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, as far as fantasy points go, it's Blake Bortles. The, the ones, yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say he's way better than Blake Bortles. But yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I think I think there's upside to, for him to get more comfortable throughout the season, and I think um, starting week one, we saw all the garbage points. I mean, basically the whole game was garbage for him. So um, ended up with like thirty something fantasy points in ESPN. So that was fine. Um, next matchup we have is the Browns and the Chiefs. So th- these are two offenses I'm buying. Um, Baker looked really good, even though he didn't Browns throw a touchdown. Good. Yeah, Chubb looked awesome. Top five running back. That's right where we had him. That's a victory lap for the pod. I think you came around. I'm pretty sure you came around. I know I, I had, think I had him like five or six, but yeah. But the actual questions. Who do you want in the Browns receiving core? Odell missed this game. We have no idea how long he's going to be out. Uh, your boy Anthony Schwartz was like heavily involved, shockingly. Your other boy, David Njoku, led the team in targets. Uh, Landry went five for 71. Uh, Kareem Hunt, three for 28, which he needed because he only had 30 yards rushing. So, what do you think about Kareem Hunt and the receivers of Cleveland? You, do you want any of them? You buying any of them? I want Odell when he's healthy. And so, buy low on I Odell? Think- I'd buy I'd buy Odell. Um, I mean, because it, it just might be he was not ready back for his knee or, or whatever. I mean, it's but I mean we've seen him in practice. We've seen him. He's fine. So I mean I don't know why he was held out for the game, but um, assuming he's in there week two, I'd buy low on Odell. Jarvis Landry's safe as as he has been for like the last three years. He's like a safe. I just he got don't the want one it. rushing like, touchdown. Not yeah, he's, he's just not, not fun. fun. <laughs> I don't he's want safe. It. Um, Kareem Hunt. Who would you rather have, Brandon Cooks or Jarvis? Brandon Cooks, probably. Me too. Easily, Me too. It's just probably. more fun. Like you can just yeah. look at the pop, look for the pop. 
yeah. All right, sorry. What were you gonna say about Schwartz or Joku? Who are you talking about next? Uh, yeah, don't want anyone else in there. Schwartz and Joku, none of those guys. I'll take Hunt because it seems like in. I mean, obviously, nothing profound here, but in two-minute offense or you know, before halftime or if they're down at the end of the game, Hunt's in there for the entire drive and he's just catching dump offs. That's where he got most of his fantasy points because. I benched DeAndre Swift for him because I was worried Swift was not going to play the whole game. And then I'm like, okay, Hunt, you need to start scoring some points. And then he's getting like, he got like eight points on one drive and then nothing. For I, hate, like, I hate that. Though. I, I, I hate know it's, it's not guys. good, just but it's not great. Waiting for him but. to get on the field. Like he gets nine touches, which I think is going to be a normal game for him. Like, I, I don't well, know, man. I'm he's done it the last two years. He's been like a top 15 running back the last two years like that. So, um, He's he's fine for me. I like Chubb. Uh, Baker with no touchdowns is kind of that's always the risk you have is that they're so they want to run the game. He's a super flex. He's a super flex. I think he's not a top twelve quarterback. But there is there was a top twelve quarterback in this game, and that was Patrick Mahomes. We don't have to talk much about Mahomes or Kelsey or Hill, who are all amazing and awesome and great, and everybody can go crazy over them. Uh, here, there's one other thing I think we all agree on. I don't want any other pass catchers here that I'm going to trust unless it's a super deep league and I've got to throw in a home run pick at, at flex. But the one guy that there's actually questions on is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think I was higher than you were on him. I only have him in literally one league. I don't think you have him anywhere. Are you worried about him? What do you expect from him going forward? I mean, he did have 17 touches um, for, I don't know, 75 yards, something like that, no touchdown in a game where they scored 30 points and were playing from behind. How do you feel about Clyde? What are you doing with him? I'd hold Clyde. Um, the Browns' defense is low-key, like, really good, especially their front seven, um, having uh, Clowney and um, – uh, what's his name? Why can't I think of his Garrett, name? Garrett, Miles Garrett. Garrett, yeah, Miles Garrett. Um, they're – their defense has always been pretty good the last couple of years, so I'll hold them. His upside is just he's the running back in the Chiefs' offense, so I don't think he's like, you know, the Saquon Barkley of the running back position. But his value is more positional based than you know his individual skill set. So I think he's easily replaceable if they decide to roll with uh, McKinnon or Daryl Henderson or something like that. I don't think he's a special talent in him in himself, but. He's the guy they're rolling with, and therefore he has value. That's how I feel. All right, what's the next game? Next game was the Dolphins and the Patriots. All right, so kind of um, boring game. I think these two teams will be kind of boring all year, but let's start with the Dolphins. Tua looked good as a football player. How do you feel about him as a fantasy player? Gaskin, again, all these guys are kind of question marks. How do you feel about the Dolphins' offense? Tua, Gaskin, Waddle, Parker, anybody else you want. And we'll just bypass the fact that Mike Gusecki barely played. Like, if you yeah, go look at the snaps that. played, and he was he was literally not involved at all. He was an afterthought. He could have been Dylan Smythe or whatever who got more catches <laughs> and the same amount of Dylan. targets. Like, he literally – is it not Dylan? Whatever his name is. Durham. Uh, what? Durham Smythe? Whatever. Durham, Dylan. I don't, he doesn't deserve me to know his name. So he got more catches and the same amount of targets as Gasicki, who I think is a legitimate cut. You've got to sell out on your boy at this point, right? But yeah, this is I'm, not exactly an offense I'm dying I mean, to be I a part of. What he's not my you? boy. I took my shot in redraft. I got a donut. Looking like I'm still going to pull out the win, though. So going to cut him and go to the waiver wire for a tight end. I think Tua looked good. He's He's not a big volume guy yet. I mean, he's 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 accurate. That's his strength. So um, it's, it'll be interesting to look like uh, to see what this looks like when uh, Fuller comes back next week. Because um, basically, I, I think they'll have. Do you two want Jaylen. any of those pass catchers though? Like, do you feel like you could trust the target centralization on anybody there? Because I don't. No, I, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Jalen Waddle. Me too. Um, he looked, he looked to be Tua's go-to this week. But um, with Fuller coming back, um, that's going to muddy the waters a little bit more, even more than this week. So it was already, you know, what about Waddle Gaskin? and Parker. Gaskin's, what do you think about Gaskin? He's Gaskin's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel He's the same fine. way. Patriots offense, I think Mac Jones looked really good. Uh, I think Damian Harris, let me know what you think about him. You buy in that. You think he's, I mean, he looks like he could be a top 20 running back. And do you want any of the pass catchers? Uh. Mac Jones, I think, falls in kind of like a game manager role. I don't want any of the pass catchers. 
Damian Harris, I'm buying that 23 carries. Ramondre Stevenson won for everyone uh, keeping tabs at and home. And he fumbled. He fumbled. Did he? Yep. He fumbled. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay. So did Damian Harris, but, but yeah, Ramondre but fumbled whatever. and he just is out. Of, so my biggest takeaway actually from the Patriots offense that I learned is James White's going to be very involved. Very, very involved. Ten touches, 60 yards, like not a he big game. He always has been. He is, yeah, he's playable in PPR. Um, so you're not buying Aguilar. What about, uh, what about would you rather have Mac Jones or, or Darnold? Darnold. It's really close for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like just on the fence there. Eh. All right. What's the next game? All right. It looks like we got two more. We got Giants three and more. Broncos. We got three more. But okay. Giants and Broncos. So, Broncos offense. Judy goes down. I don't know how it's only six to eight weeks, but he was looking like a stud. It looked like we were going to be right about him. He's gone. Um, yeah, high ankle sprain. What He's you, pretty much done for the season. Even if they come uh, back from that, they're not they're not fully right. I think Teddy. I'm buying him in dynasty, by the way, Judy. Yeah. Um, I think Teddy looked good for this offense. I think Melvin Gordon was a total fluke with a 70 yard touchdown run. I don't know what to think about this rushing offense. I think it's just kind of a let's just wait and see approach. But what do you think about the pass catchers, and what do you think about uh, uh, Teddy? Are these anybody you buying out here? Um, with Judy being out, I'll buy Fant all day. I Me think, too. I think Fant could actually be the number one in that offense um, now with Judy out. Cause, he uh, looked good, too. Yeah, and he led the team with targets. So, I mean, I didn't yep. know that until just now, but um, he looked good, led the team in targets. And now with no Judy, I think it becomes more consolidated. People want to say Hamler, but Hamler's never been a thing. I've been on that ever since he got drafted and everyone wanted to freak out about the Broncos offense. Um, Hamler's never going to be anything. He's going to be the um, dirty Rob. He's going to be the guy that catches one pass for a 50-yard touchdown and drop the other four targets he gets. So I'm um, not worried about that. The rushing game the rushing game is, is murky. Like you said, Melvin got a 70-yard touchdown run. So if you just take that away... They basically had the same stat line, so um, yeah. Teddy's a game manager; probably wouldn't touch him. So I'm going to save my thoughts on the pass catchers um, for the waiver wire, except for the fact to say that if anybody is interested in buying Cortland Sutton off of this Judy injury, I don't own him anywhere, so I'm not able to sell him. But my advice would be absolutely smash accept any decent offer for Cortland Sutton in redraft if they're buying the Judy injury that he's going to be the new number one. You agree or disagree? I completely agree. All right, let's kick it over to your team, the Giants, which are not My really team. your team, but it, it feels oh. like that because of how much you love Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and oh. all these guys. Um, Jones sucks. Uh, the real question is, are you buying Sterling Shepard? Are you selling Kenny, Kenny Galladay? And what are you doing with Saquon Barkley? Uh, holding Pat on Saquon. I agree. Uh, between his injury. You can't sell him. You just can't sell yeah, him. Yeah, you just can't. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, is a fine QB, too. I think he's going to oh, get garbage stop. time. I, I have him in. I have him as a QB, he's too. He's golf and level. He's golf level to me. He's 25 to 30 range. He's 25 to 30 range. For fantasy purposes, he's a he's a no. fine QB. He got that he rushing sucks. touchdown right as time expired just to put the yeah, little icing exactly. on the cake. Because he's trash, uh, that's why. Cause garbage time because he's trash. I'm not buying Sterling Shepard. I, I I might add him as a – if he was on waivers, I might add him just out of curiosity. I'm, like, not, like, blowing fab on him or, like, waiver priority on him. But, I mean, he seems to be the, you know, Daniel Jones's favorite weapon, which would make sense because, I mean, he probably gets more separation than Kenny Galladay and, and the others there. So, holding Saquon, I think Daniel Jones is super flex relevant – if you like them. All right. And then the wide receivers, eh, Shepard, and then no one. And then yeah, not really I'm selling Galladay too. All right, what's the next one? Uh, Saints in Green Bay. Shellacking. All right. Your boy, Jameis. So let's just start with my boy, Jameis. <laughs> He's a stud. We called it. We're all in on Jameis. I'm sure every game's not going to be that good, so I've got to take my victory lap now. Kamara is a stud. Um, the, the main guys I want to ask you about, is there any pass catcher you want? It's kind of hard to tell because they didn't have to throw the ball that much in this game. Is there any pass catcher you want on New Orleans? 
not anyone like I'm. I want to like put in my starting lineup comfortably. Are no. you selling Callaway or would you hold? I never owned them and I never wanted them, so I'd probably sell them. You'd probably. I. I feel okay. like it could be if anybody wants any, them. Yeah, if any, I feel like it could be between Juwan Johnson, Troutman, Harris, Callaway, and the running backs, and Ty Montgomery, who they have as a wide receiver. I mean, I, I feel like it could be any of them. So it's like, I, I, Jameis isn't going to throw for five touchdowns every week. So, But he's probably going to throw for more than 148 yards, so it's kind of hard to, to really yeah, true. get a lot that's from true. this. It's hard to get a lot from this game, I think, from the Saints. The Packers, on the other hand, were just straight trash. Yeah. Um, I it think wasn't Devontae even like a Adams game. This is was like a practice. This is like a yeah. practice. So I think Devontae really Adams is fine. I think you agree. There's no other pass catchers we want. The big questions are, are you selling Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, or what are you doing? I'm keeping Aaron Jones, and I'm keeping Aaron Rodgers. You can't. I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous about Aaron Jones. I'm this not o- if this I'm offense is this bad, if this, if this offense is this bad, ugh. I don't know. I'm not nervous about Rodgers and Adams. I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm holding. You got to hold. With all the drama, I just think they got distracted and they just thought they can just walk in. Maybe a little cocky, Rodgers and, and company, and just thought, eh, we'll just you know show up and play football like we've done for the last 15 years, and they got the, their doors blown off. So I think they'll maybe bounce back a little bit from this. And I mean, we see this every year. Week one is always weird. Week two, like it, it takes a while for these teams to get into a rhythm um, to be pretty consistent. So um, I wouldn't put too much weight into week one, but there are some things that we can, you know, observe and and take information from and now the last matchup we have is uh last night's matchup of the bears and the rams i think the bears are just drowning until they start justin fields and i don't i think everyone in the world knows that i feel good about this offense though i realize dalton's kind of black and they're going to be much better with justin fields but i think i saw enough flashes to think they're going to be really good i'm all in on david montgomery buying him everywhere i'm buying the dip on Allen robinson um, and my main takeaway is Komet seems to be the number one tight end, which we were all on all year. I had him as like tight end 12. I'm in on that, doubling down on that. I feel like that's what we've learned. From the Rams, you basically want everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, Cup, we were on Woods, Coop and, Henderson, Cup and Woods. Stafford. Yeah. I mean, you want everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd still maybe be a little hesitant on Henderson, but that's just personal he looked good Personal. to me, and he looked like the clear number one. Yeah, and Sony didn't get any. Like I said it. earlier, Sony didn't get anything. So I mean, we wanted Staff. I think we both had Stafford as a top ten, and um, he basically showed us that, and then some last night. So uh, I, th- I think the Bears are drowning until Fields starts. Montgomery looked awesome. A Rob, uh, someone posted on Twitter like his route tree, like a diagram of every route that he ran, and like none of them were like further than like five yards. Uh, and they were just like, "Please don't do this ever again, Bears." <laughs> well, it's Dalton too. I think Dalton makes that happen, but that's what I'm hoping for at least. I still have hope for that offense. Um, all right, I-, I saw people pontificating that Fields won't start till Week Four, so we'll see if that's true. All right, let's get to the waiver segment of the show. We're each going to go through our top five waiver claims for this week. I will start with my number five waiver ad. I would drop Matt Ryan. I would drop Jared Goff. I would drop half the quarterbacks we talk about to pick up Jameis Winston as my number five waiver claim to start in any 12-team league as my quarterback one. Yeah, I don't have any quarterbacks on here because some of these weren't um i would think a lot of people took oh yes yeah. at least as like we a said no he was under 30 percent last time i looked yeah so under 30 percent um, own ownage right uh ownership, ownership. yeah and ownage, in our in espn that's kind of how we did it i forgot to mention that so it's under 30 percent owned in espn leagues uh yeah james is my number five who is your number five um my number five would probably be Terrace Marshall uh, for reasons we really? said earlier. In like a 12-team the... league, you think he's ownable? Yeah. All right, number four on my list is Mark Ingram. 25 yep. carries. He seemed like he was for sure the guy and at least the goal line back. I hate it, but it's a running back that's a starter and going to get a lot of work on an offense that I think actually wants to control the clock. So I don't like it, but I would pick up Mark Ingram. Um, I would drop Alexander Madison to pick up a guy like him. Alexander Madison was drafted a ton. I would drop a lot of the handcuffs to pick up Mark Ingram. 
Not Jamal Williams because he's the starter. But a lot of the handcuffs that people were drafting, I would cut them for, for him. Like, like uh, Chubba Hubbard or something like that. Chubba. I think that's one of the best takeaways from week one, just in general across the board, is that the Texans running back situation, it seems, got some pretty defining like clarity. Like You didn't know if it was going to be Lindsey Ingram or David Johnson, assuming they'd keep going this way week two. Ingram pretty much dominated their running back room. I know David Johnson caught the touchdown pass, but um, it was pretty much Ingram. Yeah, I was, and I'm trying the to sell him two. everywhere I own him based off that touchdown catch. Yeah, we own him a lot still somehow. Um, all right, so my number four uh, is going to be Rondell Moore, a guy we alluded to earlier in the season. I think you're I think too he's the dynasty wide focused. Too, you're just too dynasty focused. Like these guys no, are I not available in twelve team redraft leagues, in my opinion. On a bench. All right. I'm putting I'm putting these guys on He's my bench, be hoping that they He's not going to be consistent enough. Hoping that they pop. You don't know that. You don't know. I know it. I know it. I'm I'm, I'm shooting my shot. These are bench All guys. Right. These aren't these aren't people I'm I'm I mean aside from like the running backs obviously. These aren't people I'm uh you know adding to put in my week 2 starting lineup. Um but uh more I'd add to the bench as a wide receiver 3 4 5 however many wide receivers you have. I'd add them as an option there. See what happens going forward cuz Arizona's going to put up points. So to me my third waiver wire pickup, who I wouldn't drop Brandon Ayuk for. I was just being facetious, I think, and exaggerating a little bit. I would definitely drop Robbie Anderson for him. That was who I had in mind. The number one wide receiver, I think he's more prototypical. I think he looked great. I think he was good last season, and I think the quarterback change makes him look even better. And this is who I'm buying with the Jerry Judy injury. Not Cortland Sutton. Not K.J. Hamler. Tim Patrick. I think he is the wide receiver one for the Broncos. That's who I would go with. Yeah, he looked good, man. Every time I see him make a play, I'm like, that dude looks good. And then, and he caught the touchdown. Well, and when Sutton was injured all last year, he was balling out. He was like the one over Judy. I know. I'm telling you. He's somebody um, I'd like. Who's your number three? I completely missed that. I didn't even think about with the Judy injury who would, you know. That's, That's what one. I'm here for. Add Tim Patrick. Um, all right, so I'm going to go with the obvious here. Um, Elijah Mitchell owned in 1% of leagues. You ha- he has to be. He has to be. A guy that's number one. I mean, some people were taking Trey Sermon in like round five or six. So, I mean, just kind of slide Elijah Mitchell in instead. Here's where I'm struggling with Elijah Mitchell. So, say with the Mostert injury, uh, we assume Sermon's going to be at least active. He's not going to be a healthy scratch next week. Um how much if, if you're if I'm in a league with like waiver priority, I'll burn waiver priority for Elijah Mitchell. If you're in a league with Fab though, like how much fab are you like comfortably putting on Elijah Mitchell? Thirty-three. Thirty-three I'd put a th- I, that's what I put on Tyson Williams and I'm very happy about it. If I think I can get a starting running back and a really good rushing offense, I'll put a third on it. Okay, uh, it could blow fair. up in your face. Of course it could I mean, be. I mean there's some people that Ty are saying Johnson. like yeah, there's some people that are saying, like, put 100 bucks on him. Put your entire fab on him. No, I like to have more than one shot. I like to have more than one shot. So if I can take three big swings on fab, I feel pretty good about it. All right, who you got next? Uh, my last waiver pickup is, and I, I didn't talk about him on purpose when we went through the game, but is Tony Jones of the Saints. 11 carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. He's just taking that Latavius Murray role. He's playable day one. And if Kamara gets hurt, he looked good, man. I think he looks really good. I'm in on the Saints offense. I want a piece of Tony Jones. He's number two. And I would drop a lot of other handcuffs to get him. Yeah, he's he's pretty – he's basically just Latavius Murray, which is good. It seems like the Saints want to run the ball a lot too, so I'm just control – I mean, I mean it's just kind of that- hard with that game, the game, the way the game flow went. Yeah, that's true. All right, who are things. your last two? Give them to us as a combo so we can get out of here. Uh, last two I have here is Kenny Gainwell and Cordero Patterson. Um, are you kidding? Cordero Patterson you're picking up? Like you'd take Tony Jones over Cordero Patterson, right? Yeah. I mean, but when you're coming up with five and I'm coming up with five – I know. I'm just saying. Um, All right, go ahead. Tell us I think why. He's, a quick synopsis. I, think, I mean, he outrushed Mike Davis. Uh, obviously, Cordero Patterson used to be a receiver. So, I mean, there's upside in the passing game. Um, I think he's playable in a pinch. And then if anything happens to Mike Davis, I think it's really weird. But I think Cordero Patterson's the RB1 in Atlanta for whatever that's worth. That's why you're drafting yep. Mike Davis that high. But I think I think whatever that is, that... 
that uh, also attributes to Cordero Patterson. Gainwell looked good. Um, I know he didn't really do much, and he got that like kind of vulture touchdown from uh, Sanders, but I think he's going to be heavily involved. Not heavily involved, but he's the RB2. He's going to be involved. He's going to be there to uh, spell Sanders. He's going to be involved in the passing game. So um, I think he's a... He's a he's a backup running back, obviously for the for the Eagles. But um, anything happens to Sanders, I think I think he's a good play. All right, so those are the waiver ads for Week One. I think my list is much better, but you have something to work towards for next week. Um, that's all we've got for this week. Get us your start sit questions. We'll be back watching football in a couple days. Um, but that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for listening to just another fantasy football podcast, and we'll be back with you next time.